Welcome back to the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. This episode is going to blow your mind. The amount of electricity that we talk about, the watts, the power, you probably haven't heard of anything quite like this if you're just riding around on the normal electric bikes that most of us are used to. There are a few people out there that are really pushing the limits. And if you've done research, you've found these, you may be aware of these. But when I talk about an e-bike having a thousand watts, that's nothing compared to what you're about to hear. So I'm Kyle Chidock. I am your host for the Bolton e-bikes podcast. This is episode number 13. Let's get right into it. All right. So I've got something a little bit different today. And normally we talk about electric bikes. And I I sincerely think that we are going to talk a lot about electric bikes, but we might go a little bit further than that and even to some other electric conversions or maybe some things a little bit more powerful. Probably from somebody you'd least expect it from, I have a dentist here, Devin Lindstrom from Washington. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Now, I have to admit, I got to share just a little background on how I first got introduced to you online. And that way people know, how did I even start talking to you? <laughs> you know, dentist up in Washington, how did this happen? Yeah, kind of random. Yes, it, it was a little bit. And, and I know the phone call to get you on the podcast was a little bit out of the blue as well. But uh, basically, I saw you had put a post on Facebook of a dirt bike that you had converted to electric. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And part of the reason I was interested, and I'm in all of these other electric groups just beyond e-bikes, is because, of course, considered converting motorcycles and cars and airplanes and all sorts of crazy things. Yeah, haven't we all? <laughs> we, If not, we should have. Yeah. And uh, I saw that and I was like, oh, that looks, you know, really well done. It looks really simple. It, uh, it looks awesome. And when you posted it, I saw your last name and I was like, hmm, I know somebody with that last name. And, and then uh, when I saw your profile and I was like, huh, he kind of looks like the guy I know too. <laughs> and that's when I sent you a, a message on Facebook and I was like, Hey, do you know so-and-so? And your response was like, Oh yeah, I know him. He's my brother. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, what a, what a small world. We met in Florida years ago. It's been 10 years now, which is crazy to think about. And I used to talk about all of my crazy electric ideas and things with your brother back then. I guess he's got the bug to some degree, too. I don't know what he's up to these days. Yeah, I kind of helped him do a couple of things. <laughs> well, good. Uh, so what what got you started with electric vehicles? Was it bicycles? Was it motorcycles, cars? I mean, what started it? I can't really put my finger on exactly when it happened, to be honest. I think I was an undergrad, and one of my chemistry professors, he had some little electric scooters. I think they were just like the Razor ones now, just thinking back on it, but he had those and he was riding around with his family. And I thought that, oh, that was pretty cool, pretty out of, the, out of the ordinary to have electric powered things. And, you know, I thought it was just interesting and didn't look too much into it at that point. But uh, fast forward after graduating and getting into a master's program at uh, Midwestern Arizona, I needed a second car. So we had three kids at the time. We had uh, just a Honda Pilot and I needed to get some other way of getting around. And so I was looking into a bike. I was like, yeah, you know what? It's really warm in Arizona, and so I might as well do it. It might be a little bit hot in the summertime, but I can get around on a bicycle. So, Of course. Exactly, yeah. 
So then I, when I was looking, though, I ran across this electric scooter and it, you know, supposedly went 15 miles an hour and went, you know, the range that I needed. And so I was like, hey, you know what? I might do that instead because it was actually just as cheap as a bike. And they said it had a couple issues that might need fixed. And I was like, yeah, hey, you know what? I'm pretty handy. You know, my family and I have built homes and I've built computers for fun, you know. I, I, my main hobby is collecting hobbies. Uh, <laughs> I think I have the same hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A few of us that kind of get into this kind of stuff. Yeah, we, we have that issue. So I, I got this scooter and everything, and it and it was working great. You know, I was I was going to and from school on it. One day I was rushing off to an exam that I had early in the morning, and I was going down the sidewalk, and uh, a kid that was turning into the high school that I was going in front of decided to not look for pedestrians on the sidewalk. And so luckily I jumped off of it and it ended up halfway underneath his car. It was almost under the back wheels by the time he got stopped. Long story short, his dad ended up buying another scooter and he's like, hey, you know, what do you want? And I was like, oh, well, this is a simple one. I just got uh, one of those little fold-up scooters that you get online. I got one of those that it went like 20 miles an hour, 25. I was like, hey, this is cool. A little bit of a step up. It was a thousand watt one. But it had the, the huge lead acid batteries. And so in between my master's program and when I got into dental school and was doing that, I decided I was going to buy a bunch of old laptop batteries, tear them apart, and then solder them together with a battery management system. And I was going to build my own battery. for. Oh, yeah. You went really all in then, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like, hey, why not? You know, these, these older version laptops, they use 18650 cells and... They just don't use those batteries anymore. Nobody uses those laptops. And so there was just a ton of these batteries just sitting around. So I think I got them for about a dollar a cell. So it was pretty inexpensive. And so in the end, I built a 10S and I think it was 11P battery. They were like a 2.4 amp hour battery. And for those listening that don't know what 10S or P means, basically it's so many batteries in series and in parallel. Yeah. So yeah, I think in the end, the battery was fairly decent. Also, the speed jumped up to about 30 miles an hour Nice um, at max speed, and it weighed somewhere around 25 pounds less. And uh, the range went from 15 miles or something like that to about 40. Yeah, that's a huge improvement. Yeah. And, and from there, kind of, you know, the, the bug had bitten me. And so I, while I was looking into my batteries, I, I ran into, you know, hub motors and doing bikes. And so then I, of course, saw a bike for sale for like 25 bucks. So I picked that up and, and I had to build a, a, an electric bike. So, so I did one of those. Awesome. And was that a direct drive hub motor? Or what kind of thing did you go with on that? Yeah. So I just did the, uh, the simple, easy um, direct drive hub motor. I don't even know where I got the idea to do it, but I got the motor and the controller and it was rated for, you know, it says that it was for 48 volts, but I pushed it to like 60 or something like that. You know, the first time I got on it and I rode it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is way better than my scooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So from there, I was kind of, I was kind of hooked because I, I pushed it. I was at 2000 watts at the time, I think. Yeah, that's a good amount of power. And 60 volts, you'll uh, you'll move right along. <laughs> it's it's going to get places in a hurry. Yeah, I think it went like somewhere around 35 miles an hour or something like that. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. And uh, I built a plexiglass little triangle that fit perfectly into the frame and everything. And it had a piano hinge built into it so you could open up the compartment. You could see all the components inside it. It was kind of interesting looking. And I was, I was pretty excited to have it. But then, you know, the wife was like, hey, you know, you don't need both of these. So you have to sell <laughs> oh, <no>. one. <laughs> you can't have <laughs> yeah. the scooter and the bicycle. 
Exactly. So I was like, okay, well, I will post them both. And whichever one sells is the one that I don't get to keep, you know. So I put the bike up for what I thought was expensive at the time. And I put the scooter up for, for less. <laughs> and I had three people who wanted my bike within a week. So I was like, oh, well. Should have priced that higher. <laughs> <laughs> so I told the wife, I was like, well, I don't want the scooter. So I had to build another bike and then sell the scooter. So I went from 2000 watts. Of course, it went up to like 3,400. And I don't know why I thought it could, but, you know, it did 60 volts. So I pushed it up to 72 volts. <laughs> uh, so I did I did the uh, 20S, so 20 batteries in series, and pushed it up to 72 volts. And my controller didn't blow up. So, wow. you know, I, I ran it 35 amps and 72 volts. So if you do the math on that, somewhere around 3,000 watts or something like that. Yeah, and probably a pretty good top speed out of that for sure. Yeah, it was about... 42, 43 miles an hour, something like that. I don't know anybody who has ever gone to a bike with less power. <laughs> it seems like you always go with something that's a little bit more than what you had before. Yeah. And it, it got worse from there. You know, I, I, I built that and then I thought it was pretty cool. But then I was like, hey, you know what? They make these other ones that fit into a larger downhill mountain bike frame. And so you just have to have the wider dropout. So then I pushed one up to 7,000 watts. Okay. Now we're talking some serious uh, craziness. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I let one of my friends get on it and I was like, hey, you know, be careful. It has a bit of power. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. And he jumped on it and he put it full throttle and it jumped out from underneath him and he ended up eating a big mouthful of grass. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've seen videos of people doing that with their high-powered e-bikes. Like, all right, ease on the throttle. And and I have people who come into the shop here, and they get on like a 500-watt bike, and they're like, wow, that's faster than, than I thought it would be. They're amazed. I mean, I can't imagine somebody jumping on for the first time with several thousand watts and, and what sort of damage they could do to themselves. Yeah. So luckily, uh, so at that time when I jumped to the 7,000 watt, I also jumped to programmable controllers. Okay. So I jumped to a, what's called a Sabvoton. They come out of China, but it allowed me to plug in a USB to my computer, install some software. And so luckily I had a ramped throttle. So it didn't give all the power right away. In fact, you could peg it at full throttle and then let it off. If you did that in about like a second or two, it wouldn't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. A little bit of a soft start. Yeah, that's what they call it, right? The soft start. And you could change the, the actual delay and how much time it took for it to get the full power and all that. So I had that on it, and, and it was pretty fun. I think that bike topped out at about 50 miles an hour or something like that. It was just a little bit different winding on the motor. And you could also put on flux weakening through the controller because it was sinusoidal. It would allow me to push my speed just a little bit further by changing the field. Awesome. So that's a little bit more complicated than talking usual hooking up a controller and whatnot. Right. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any production bikes with that sort of capability yet. I think hopefully someday some of those more advanced things will start to make it more mainstream. But for now, it seems like the guys who are doing what you're doing, tuning things for maximum power, that's when uh, you start to see some of those extra options and think fun things that you can play with. Yeah, exactly. And I got bit by the bug and I was just like more power, more power, more power. So so 7,000 watts was not the end. No, it wasn't. So at that point, you know, I hadn't seen frames that were built to hold batteries. And I, as I was building that 7,000 watt one, I saw one that was meant to hold the battery. So there's a few of them out there. There's the cool bike. Nick makes one. There's Vector. 
And I like the Vector one was the one that wasn't too expensive, wasn't kind of goofy looking, the only options, really. I mean, it was basically cool bikes and, and Vector. So there hadn't been like a bunch of knockoffs that had been made off of the Vector frame, which there is now. Right. Now you can find all sorts of e-bike frames and it's from the photos. Sometimes you got to look really carefully to know which one you're getting and you know what the quality is kind of all over the place but the concept is kind of similar between them all is it's like you've got the triangle of the bike but it's it has two side plates on it and basically you can shove as many batteries as you want inside that's the the general idea exactly but yeah you know going through dental school i didn't really have the funds to buy a vector bike outright i think they were somewhere around six or seven thousand dollars at the time I guess Stealth was around back then too. So Stealth was the other player that was... Yeah, the other very high-end expensive models. Yeah, exactly. And so I, you know, I it felt like I was doing backwater deals and it, and I was throwing money out hoping that I would actually get the items I was buying because, I mean, Vector's out of Ukraine. That's a scary thought. Yeah, I wire transferred them the money hoping that it shows up one day, you know, and I'm like, well, I hope I'm not just throwing money away here. But I had been building bikes and selling them off when I didn't need them anymore. So I kind of had some profit off of the bikes that I had built. So I was like, well, if this never comes through, then I guess I just call it quits and I just ride my other bike. But the whole reason I was able to buy this frame one was because my 7,000 watt one, I posted it for what I would need funds-wise to build a bigger bike with one of these purpose-built frames. Okay. And I was like, nobody's going to buy it for that much. So it's just a pipe dream. That's awesome that somebody saw that and was like, I'll buy it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it was on a nice bike. It was on a um, Santa Cruz VP. Yeah, so it was, you know, a nice, really solid downhill bike. Okay. And he was like, yeah, I used to ride him. And he saw what it would do. And he was like, oh, that's really cool. So he, he bought it. So yeah, I eventually got my frame and everything, and I uh, I got a guy in China to build a battery for me to because it was cheaper for him to build it than it was for me to get the uh, the cells powerful enough to do it. Plus, he was able to get me one of those controllers that was unlocked, so I could overpower the bike. We like that word unlocked. I just released a YouTube video today, and by the time this podcast episode comes out, it'll there'll been a bit of a delay. But if you go back and look for the thousand watt mid-drive bike on my youtube channel those can can find it because like all right let's test the speed unlocked so you guys know what the bike can really do so i don't mind hearing that word (laughs) (laughs) yeah the controller that i got for it originally did 150 amps and was rated for 72 volts it was originally somewhere around i think that's like twelve thousand watts or something like that yeah it's a lot of power Yeah, I think it was pretty good for sure. But so unlocked, the bike was unlocked to be able to do 200 amps. Okay. So in the end, the bike, yeah, so it would have been 11,000 watts if you do the 72 at 150. But then if you do 200 amps at 72 volts nominal, it's 14,000 watts. So that's what the bike was in the end, was 14,000 Except for I pushed that controller a little bit beyond two and pushed it up to 92 volts max, so like 84 volts. (laughs) What I decided, I was like, you know what? If I can get a little bit more speed out of this by putting two extra cells in in series, then I'm going to do that. So in the end, it was 84 times 200 for my power, which was uh, just under 17,000 watts. So I went from 7,000 watts to 17,000 watts on this new bike. Yeah, that sounds like something you really, really would have to be careful with. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, a couple people flipped it. So. <laughs> That's kind of expected at that point. Yeah, this one at 30 miles an hour, the front end would pick up without a problem. Yeah. And do you know how much that bike weighed or, or even just a guess? Yeah, I guess that it weighed about 120 pounds, something like that. 110, 120 pounds. Yeah, which is just, for that amount of power, just crazy, just insanely light. I mean, it just take off like a rocket. It would be a lot of fun. Now, of course, I come from somebody who likes riding motorcycles and things. So if you're not into that, maybe that's a little bit too scary. <laughs> not for everybody, but uh, those of us that like a little bit of speed, then that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it was really fun. And, you know, just before I got rid of the bike, before I sold it, after I graduated dental school, I accidentally got on the freeway with it. <laughs> there was a road that went parallel to it. And I, you know, I got on the freeway and I was like, well, why not? So I pegged it and the thing would go up to about 70 miles an hour. So there I was going 70 miles an hour down the freeway and I was pretending to pedal. So that <laughs> way, you know, I would freak people out. <laughs> that's that's the best part about that is that you were, you were pedaling around. I'm I'm sure you got some looks. Oh, yeah. As you passed by the <laughs> traffic while you're pedaling along. Yeah, definitely did. The guy who was getting off at the same off-ramp as me, he definitely rolled down his window afterwards and asked me what the heck the thing was I was sitting on. So. You're like, it's a bicycle. I just have really strong calves. And I was like, dude, eat your veggies. That's all it takes. That's awesome. But from a distance, it's still, more or less, it still kind of looks like a bicycle. There's some slight differences if you know what you're looking for, but I feel like most people aren't going to mistake it for a motorcycle with the frame and the things that you're describing. There's still a bicycle feel to it. So you, you can get away with it as long as you don't do too crazy. We're not recommending people go 70 miles an hour on the freeway on their bicycle. Yeah. On a regular. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing half of the stuff I did on that bike, that's for sure. I always find it fascinating, though, to to let people know, because, you know, obviously you're well aware of what the technology can do, you know, and I'm paying attention to all of these things. And, and I think some people are surprised when they see what sort of speeds the e-bikes could go at, what sort of range you can get out of these things, because the average person has no idea. I mean, it's just amazing how many people I come across and it's like, oh, what do you do? And it's like, I, I sell electric bicycles or I build electric bicycles. And they're like, oh, I, I've literally run into people even today who don't know what it is. <laughs> and that just boggles my mind. Well, how could you not know? <laughs> They've come so far. You have to ride one of these, and, and most people haven't yet. But that's changing. Yeah, it is. So I lived in Japan for two years, and there they have these little bikes called Mama Chadi. And they've all they've had these electric bikes for a long time, and they've been used for elderly who ride bikes. It's not uncommon to see somebody about 70, 80 years old riding a, an electric assist bike in Japan out if you're out in the uh, countryside area. That's awesome because I had somebody stop by a salesperson for something unrelated to, to bicycles, but he was like, oh, you know, yeah, these, these bikes look like a lot of fun. He said, I was, you know, I was riding my pedal bike up a hill the other day and this lady, she looked like she was about 85 years old. She just passed right by me like it was nothing. <laughs> and, you know, then he realized, oh, it's an electric bike. He didn't feel so bad after that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because I used to do that with my electric bike to gas bike. It was a hobby of mine to find those gas pedal bikes because they're all over in Arizona. And I'd find one of them, I'd pull up next to them. And then off when the light would turn green, you know, if they were on the road, I'd pull a wheelie and I'd ride it for about a quarter mile. <laughs> <laughs> all right, showing Fly off. off yeah, yeah. I got pretty good at riding the wheelies on it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Reminds me of, uh, there's a guy, I'm sure you've you've heard of this and most people listening probably have not because this is starting to get way out there. But 
there's somebody online and uh, I'll have to go look it up, put a link or something if I can find his videos where he's, I don't know if you want to call it a controller or what it is, but it's a... Is it the wheelie box? Yes, exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know who he is too, Sketch Coleman. Yes, I, I was thinking about Sketch and I was thinking, you know, I need to uh, reach out to him. I think he'd be fun to have on the podcast here at some point too. He would be awesome, you know. Yeah, so he's he's built some crazy uh, electric things and, and uh, dirt bikes and different stuff, but this wheelie box, I couldn't remember what he was calling it. Basically, it's like a, a device you put on a bicycle, an electric bicycle, electric motorcycle, and you pop into a wheelie, and it basically stabilizes it for you by controlling the motor. So you can ride a wheelie much easier and much longer than you could without it, which I think is pretty cool because I'm not very good at riding a wheelie. So I feel like I need one of those. (laughs) (laughs) From what I understand, it essentially makes your bike into a Segway, you know, or a solo (laughs) wheel, whatever you want to call it, you know, and and it's just, you just lean basically at that point so that you can steer. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought about getting one of those. 20,000 watt Segway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a little bit uh, twenty thousand watts. That'd be nice. That's not what that one was at. But <laughs> the motorcycle will, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was that last bicycle you mentioned? Was that the last bicycle that you made, or were there more after that one? Yeah, I think that was the last bicycle. I mean, I, I guess I helped my parents build a couple bikes for themselves, but they were like the smaller three thousand watts. <laughs> just the smaller three thousand watts. Just just the smaller. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's funny because when I sold my 7,000 watt and I had to go back to like a 3,000, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> you were spoiled. And then I got my 17,000 or whatever it was, you know, it peaked somewhere around 18 when the battery was full. Yeah. So. I've been trying not to spoil myself with too much power and I've been pretty good about it. I've been riding around mostly on a, you know, Bafang mid-drive, you know, around 1500 watts and I may have a a bike kind of a prototype coming in the in the container of my next shipment and i feel like i can say it now on the podcast because we're ahead enough that by the time this episode comes out uh, i'll have already shown it off a little bit i hope but yeah i've got something that's two wheels and in about six thousand watts so kind of moderate uh, range so i think that'll be fun to ride around and try it out and uh, see what people think about something that has more power than than the usual bicycle we we're we're always talking about around here anyway yeah, I've, I've, I've thought about doing that. You know, I even thought about my 18,000 watt one doing dual motor on it, you know, <laughs> taking the front wheel and throwing one on it so that it could jump up to somewhere around, I don't know, 30,000 watts. Yeah. But that would be pretty quick. Yes. And then you, uh, you got to figure out how to get a battery big enough to feed all that power, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you got to think, can my forks handle that much tension on them? Yeah, because if you're putting a motor in the front, can you know can it support that? I mean, they were nice Mazuchi forks and our forks and all, but I don't know if they could handle that much. You know, like fifteen, <laughs> sixteen horsepower on them. Yeah, you're definitely testing the the limits of all your parts there. I, I've seen a few forks here and there with uh, parts and pieces snapped off for motors that were too powerful. So it can happen. It's not the norm, but it can. So what happened after the bikes? Because I know you've been doing some stuff recently. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been pretty busy. I, I bought a dental practice, right? I have dental school, so I haven't had a ton of time to do it. But one day when I was riding in Arizona with my white bike, my friend had gotten a uh, KTM 350 and he wanted to go trail riding. I was like, hey, you know what? I've, I've been meaning to take this bike out on some trails and see how it handles. So I went out on my electric bike and he went out on his KTM 
And um, I learned that it's not very easy to ride off-road when you've got a 40-pound unsprung motor in your back wheel. Right. That's a lot of weight in that rear wheel, for sure. <laughs> it is. And so, I, you know, when you're going 30, 40 miles an hour or, or even 25 and you hit a big rock when you're off-road, you can get jostled pretty good. And it actually dented my rim on my bike. I need to find a way to, to do a bike that has a motor in the center of it. And it happened to be when I was, I had just dented my rim and I was kind of looking at it, but this guy, you know, who was on the trails riding around too, he saw my bike, he was asking questions about it. And, you know, I was telling him about it. And then I said, you know, I just need, to, I need to build one with a, with a motor inside it. I just need to get an old motorcycle frame or something like that. And, put a motor in it. He's like, well, I got a CR80 frame you can just have. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to turn that down, right? Yeah. And it's funny because I told my wife, okay, my white bike is my 18,000 watt bike is my last bike. You know, I, I'm <laughs> not going to buy another one. I'm not going to build another one. But then somebody offers to just give me this motorcycle frame. You, you can't not yeah, do it. I, I didn't buy it. I didn't pay anything for it. Yeah. But now that I have it, I have to buy some stuff <laughs> for it. <laughs> Yeah. So at that point, I got looking into mid-drive motors that are, you know, a little bit bigger than the, you know, the B-Fang ones and all that. And the motor I ended up settling on, it's a QS138. Okay. And it, uh, I think it's rated for somewhere around like 5,000 watts, they say. But when you're so light and everything, that 5,000 watts is under like max load putting 5,000 watts and not spinning it, you know. So the motor can take a whole lot more than that in peak. Right. So... I'm pairing it with another unlocked controller that uh, originally does 260 amps. Okay, so you're bumping up the amperage even more. Yeah, so it's going from the standard locked as 260 and 72 volts. So I'm going to overvolt it again to the 84, and the unlocked will probably be somewhere around 350. Okay. Is what I'm thinking I'll hit. So when you look at that, it's about 40 horsepower. Yeah, that's awesome. I sell an upgraded controller for another brand of bikes, and it's very popular. People are amazed at, at what it does and kind of how it wakes up the bike, and that's only a 35 amp. So I'm just trying to put it into perspective for the listeners. So here I have people that are just amazed by the power that a 35 amp controller can do to an electric bicycle, and you're talking 350 amps, so you know 10 times <laughs> as much power going through it with yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, ten, 10 times as much amperage, but the voltage is probably double too. So you're really looking at like 20 times. <laughs> exactly. You're right. 10 times as many amps and, and a much higher voltage. So yeah, the overall wattage is just so much more. It's it's hard to comprehend unless you ride one next to the other what the difference is. Yeah. And I think the best way to put it into perspective is my white bike, my 18 kilowatt bike. I raced at 450, uh, my friend CRF 450. And I beat him off the line, but he would take me eventually. And that was 18,000 watts. So I'm going to be doing on this one, it's going to peak somewhere around 30,000 watts. Okay. And 40 horsepower is about what your big 450s have in horsepower. And you said this was a, what, a CR80 though? So it's a much smaller motorcycle to begin with. Yeah, the, the bike originally had 12 to 15 horsepower. Yeah. So I'm putting 40 horsepower. It's like the ultimate little fun, I don't know what you even want to call it. <laughs> it's just a little motorcycle with ridiculous power. I don't know what you call that. Yeah, eventually I'll call it my wife's bike because I'm going to give it to her. But... Ah, I see. <laughs> but I'll turn it down. That's the beautiful thing about these controllers is you can turn them down. Right. It's actually not even the end. I have another bike that I'm working on too. 
Ah, so there's <laughs> there's more coming. And is the next one bigger for you? Yes. Of course. <laughs> I knew where we were going with this. Yeah. I mean, does it ever end? You know, I don't know. I think this next one is going to be scarier than, a, you know, more power than I could possibly handle, though. So I think I'll turn it down when I ride it day to day. But whenever I need to smoke somebody, I'll turn it up. <laughs> so. And is the uh, the programming on these controllers you're using, is that something you can do quickly on the bike? Are you having to plug it into a computer? What's it take to change a maximum power setting like that? So generally, I use the computer. They have a Bluetooth connection. And I tried it way back when I had my 7,000 watt. And it was just not working. It wasn't the best. It didn't really connect. It didn't really change things. So I've always stuck with the computer. But my next one is actually stepping away from the Chinese controller and stepping to one of the more professional forklift controllers. In fact, have you heard of a, a Zero electric motorcycle? I certainly have. I've, I've ridden them. I've been tempted to buy one. I haven't done so. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm most definitely familiar. So I have a 2013 model motor and a what's called a Savcon. Uh, Gen 4 size 6. So that controller will put out 660 amps for 10 seconds. Wow. At peak when you max it out. And I'll be running about 120 volts through it. It's good enough for the quarter mile, sounds like. Yeah, it should theoretically. I've seen somebody with a similar setup do 0 to 60 in 2.3 seconds. We're talking about some serious power that I, I probably won't be just riding around normally with. I'll, I'll have a screen that I can turn the power up and down on so that I don't kill myself. And is this going to be a another dirt bike or is this going to be something road legal converted? Yeah, yeah, this, this is going to be a dirt bike. Yeah, so it's going to be on a uh, KX250F frame that I picked up. But yeah, the, the theoretical horsepower is about 80 horsepower on it. So it'll be double my red bike. Yeah, and 80 horsepower on a motorcycle is quite a bit. Yeah. Last motorcycle I owned, I can't remember what it was. It was it might have been around 60 horsepower or something, and it was plenty fast. And it probably weighed several hundred pounds more, I bet, <laughs> than what you're building. It was probably substantially heavier. And the torque just is not the same at all off the line compared to what the electric motor can do. So a whole different experience. You know, you talk about horsepower, but it's there's so much more to it than that. Well, yeah, my 18,000-watt bike, it was only 22 horsepower, but it was racing a 450 that probably had around 39, 38 horsepower. Right, yeah, so you're so, you're competing with something that, in theory, has twice the horsepower, but that doesn't tell the whole story. Yeah, it's a peak horsepower, whereas the electric keeps it pretty much until the end. Yeah. Well, awesome. That's pretty exciting. So I, I'll be paying attention, seeing uh, how this latest project goes. And uh, hopefully I'll get into some more of my own more powerful projects as I have time. I've been having, or I've just been really busy <laughs> with e-bikes, the smaller stuff and getting people on e-bikes for the first time. So getting them to bite the bug the first time. <laughs> and some of them are going faster and some of them are just uh, taking it easy and just getting out and getting exercise. There's a whole super wide range of what you can do with electric things, which uh, is cool. I saw there was, uh, you know, Zero that you mentioned is kind of the big uh, player. I think they sell the most electric motorcycles right now. I was sad to see that Alta Motors kind of shut down production because they looked very promising with what they were coming out with. And everybody spoke really highly of, of the bikes that they were producing from what everything I had seen. So not sure exactly what happened there, but uh, 
I do see there's a company out of Canada called Damon Motorcycles has just launched a new sport bike that's really powerful. I think they're saying something like 200 horsepower, which is is crazy because that is just a ton of power for a street bike. But they're kind of pitching the safety aspect of it too. It's not just powerful. It has all these extra sensors and things so you can tell when cars are coming up on you. And and so they're doing kind of a a new approach to the motorcycle in general. And uh, Lightning Motorcycles is another one that's out there. And uh, they've got some new bikes that are coming out, but it sounds like production is kind of sort of still getting started, I think. All these things are just starting to come out. There's the Harley Davidson. I guess I'll mention it because it does exist. And (laughs) it's it's a little pricey for what you get, uh, in my opinion. I'm a little bit biased, though, I must say, because I do have a Chevy Bolt at the moment. So I have an electric car. Okay. Yeah, I have one of those. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So you know what it's like. It's like, oh, I can fit four or five people in here. And, you know, it can get 200 and some miles of range just fine. You can take it on road trips. And I paid less for that brand new at the dealer than what the Harley Davidson motorcycle goes for that goes half as far and can only carry one person. So I was like, okay, I don't know what they're getting for the $30,000 there. Yeah. But at least they're, they're trying something. Hopefully they'll figure out that, oh, if we price it half the price, we could actually sell these things. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that one. I'll be watching it, but I was I was hoping for a much lower price when they introduced it, my personally. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited just at least to see somebody who's trying something different. You know, I mean, they are a little bit expensive, but, you know, they have a big brand name behind them. But, you know, hopefully that doesn't turn people off because, you know, electric's pretty awesome. And, and you know, I, I eventually have, you know, plans for a car like, like you're talking about. There's plans for everything out there. Just working through it. I You know, I personally do it myself because, I mean, the Bolt, obviously, I wasn't going to invest in building a car <laughs> right right away. Eventually, I got that plan, but, you know, that's going to take a while. So I just bought the Bolt in the meantime because my truck that I had was going to get me killed. So It's interesting just to see where things are going. I feel like the, the cars are new enough that uh, some people aren't still sure about it. And I think that's kind of where the electric motorcycles are, too. I think most people aren't sure about it. If, if they ride a motorcycle now, whether it's a dirt bike or a street bike, they're kind of like, hmm... I don't know yet. I'll stick with my gas bike and kind of see how these things go. It's just a matter of time. And if if there's people like you out there that are building things and start blowing by them at the stoplights, they're going to realize, oh, maybe I need to give one of those things a try because they look like a lot of fun. That's always the number one thing that sells it for anybody, I think, is it just... It's a lot of fun. So yeah, when they get on them, that's what gets them. It's like once you get on one and you feel it and you realize what it is, there's just no explaining it away. Yeah, and definitely for you, I'm sure you feel this way. I know I do. Do you feel like part of the fun or a big part of it is the fact that you built it and you got to say, yeah, I like I didn't buy this. Like I bought these parts and I put this together and and I made this thing that no one has made before. Yeah, and then and then laying the hardcore smackdown on gas, as Elon Musk likes to say, right? <laughs> That's right. That's the goal eventually. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. I, I was hoping this would be a really good, interesting conversation and you'd have awesome things to say. And you did. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, you really understand what all these electric things are about and and you're just having fun building things and making things and, and just going a little bit crazy on them, but not too crazy. Yeah, well, there's a lot to say. And, uh, you know, I could get more technical, but I you know wasn't sure exactly how to phrase it all. Exactly, for sure. There, there's so many things to learn still. We touched on a couple of things. Maybe we'll give some people 
some ideas or some things to look up. Like when you mentioned in field weakening, that's not something I have talked about in any of my videos or podcasts. Cause you're like you said, you're starting to get a little more advanced, Yeah. but I think for those that are kind of like, okay, I've learned everything about my electric bike that I have, you know, what's next. Those are the types of things you should start looking into and start understanding. If you want to be the type of person that does DIY stuff, or you just want to understand what kind of the next phase or the next evolution of the electric bicycle is. Yeah. And I mean, what's nice now is like with the internet and everything, there's so many groups out there to help you out. I even have a Facebook channel that I've, you know, showed people how to program that controller. So if you even go to my Facebook page, you can see how, how to hook it up and all that. So this is a Facebook page you've created just for some of the stuff that you've done? Oh, shoot. I, I said Facebook. I meant YouTube. Oh, YouTube channel. <laughs> okay. That's totally fine. What's your YouTube channel? We'll we'll send some people there so they can check out some of the stuff that uh, you're fiddling around with. That's just if you search my name, Devin Lindstrom, so it's spelled with an I, Devin Lindstrom, then you'll find it there. And some of it was, you know, in my early stages, I, you know, was recording with a old phone and oh yeah, got better as it went up. But yeah, not the highest of quality, but it's me trying to kind of share my stuff with people. Well, awesome. I know you're busy and you have a real job <laughs> with with other things to do, so that's understandable. But I do appreciate you putting that information out there because that's how everybody else learns. It, it doesn't do anybody any good if we learn something new and then we just use it for ourselves and nobody else even knows. I think that's awesome you're putting it out there. Well, awesome, Devin. Uh, thanks again. I do appreciate you being on the podcast. And if you're new to the podcast and you're listening, make sure to go check out uh, his YouTube channel and go ride something electric with two wheels. Go have some fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. That was episode number 13 with Devin Lindstrom. And we'll make sure to put a link to his YouTube channel in the show notes so you can check out some of the crazy creations or fun things that he is working on. Now, of course, if you want to buy something a little bit simpler, or if you're just looking for a more standard electric bike, you can go to boltonebikes.com. And of course, that's my website where I have all sorts of electric bikes, typically a thousand watts and less. So that's where you can go for the more standard bikes that you're going to use and pedal. But if you want to check out something really powerful and crazy, go check out his YouTube channel. Now, I also want to make sure that you know about my email list because if you're not on it, well, you should be. If you go to ebikepodcast.com, once again, that's ebikepodcast.com, you can sign up for the newsletter for this podcast. We'll make sure that you get reminders for these episodes when they come out every Tuesday. Now, because this is episode 13, that means hopefully you have listened to quite a few shows already, and I do sincerely appreciate reviews. So please make sure to leave a review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite platform is, please make sure to leave me a review. I do appreciate those and I do read every single one. Once again, that was episode number 13. I'm Kyle with the Bolton E-Bikes podcast and I will talk to you later. <laughs>